Hey everyone, this is Paige Bierman, and you are listening to the Redeemed Women Podcast. I'm really excited for you guys to hear from Lauren today. Um, Lauren, at the time of the recording, was actually on staff with Redeemer. She worked in our missions department and helping train and send some of our members overseas. And um, she is actually now getting ready herself to go overseas. And so that's basically what this podcast will be about. It's her story of being a teacher and then discerning a call from the Lord to prepare and to go overseas. Lauren is genuinely one of the most humble and also joyful people that I know. And um, I think it really comes through in the way that she talks and the way that she speaks. Um, She is just on fire for the Lord and I cannot wait to hear and to see how he uses her overseas. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Paige. How are you? <laughs> um, I'm really excited to record this podcast with you for numerous reasons. One, because you're just generally a fun person <laughs> and you have the best laugh, which I'm hoping can come out some in this podcast I'm sure but (laughs) also because you've just experienced a lot in the last couple of years and I think it's super relatable and um there are probably plenty of women in Redeemer walking a similar path and so um I just hope that the Lord can fan to flame through your story uh what may already be stirring in some other people um but I think before I like bury the lead let's get started with just who are you where are you from your family all of that all the good stuff sure well thanks for um wanting to hear and wanting to share my story um because it is uh, a story of god's goodness and um i'll probably <clears throat> yeah be moved to tears a lot just because of um his grace that he's shown me the last couple of years um but that's not what you asked first so <laughs> we'll go with what you asked first but i just want to say thanks for giving me the opportunity um to brag on the lord and to really boast in his goodness um um so i uh was born and raised in huntsville um to my parents and um to uh, my older sister um and just so thankful to have been raised in a believing home and to have heard the truth at such a young age. Um, just that grace alone um, has yeah, meant so much to me. Now, I would say my understanding of uh, the gospel was very limited, um, whether I didn't hear it or whether I didn't have ears to hear um, or I was stubborn and sinful and made my own way. Um, Mm -hmm. Just what it comes down to is that I did try to like be good enough that Jesus would want to save me. And so I created my own little, little G um, through good works and following like morality. And it wasn't really until my junior year of college that um, by God's grace, a college ministry came to campus and just through like someone discipling me and hearing truth, I like was completely confronted um, with the reality of my sin. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that like, there's no way I could work my way to heaven or to be good enough that Jesus would say, okay, I deem you worthy um, to give you uh, this pass into heaven. And um, so 
yeah, I was trying really hard uh, in college to be fully satisfied um, and understand life and find purpose, much much like King Solomon, um, you know, re- referring to chasing after the wind. And that's what I really felt like. I, I felt like I was trying all these things and being very, very disappointed. And mm-hmm. um, But then realizing, wait, I'm not really following Jesus if I'm following my own works and my own salvation. Like, I really don't understand grace at all, you know, because that's the opposite of grace. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, Jesus is the the perfect one, the one who could take my sin and uh, restore me to relationship with the Father. So um, in college, I finally rested in the work of Jesus and believing that he was the way, the truth, and life, and that like I can do anything um, on my own accord or in my own striving. And so since then, obviously, ups and downs, valleys yeah. and mountains. But um, yeah, God's just like been very apparent that um, he is real and that he really loves me mm-hmm. and that his grace is sufficient for me. Um, so that's a little about me and how yeah. I grew up and I grew up in the Lord, too. So. Yeah. No, that's incredible um, and so relatable. Uh, so then what was the process of you finding Redeemer? Like, how did you get here? Yeah, so basically I had moved back to Birmingham. Um, that's right. I lived here once before and then left and came back. Okay. And when I came back, I was looking for a church home that had genuine community um, that I like could be real with people. I mm-hmm. think at that time I was experiencing like some low points with like trusting in the Lord and just some dryness in my walk with him. And a lot of it, I can look back now and see it's because I really wasn't in genuine accountability and community. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I was going somewhere, but at the same time I was still looking, if that makes sense. I was like, I still d- need people that are like real and like have real sin too, because I thought, you know, I was looking around looking for people um, that weren't going to be scared of my sin and like my struggles. And so I had a friend, um, her family were members here and they loved Redeemer and spoke very highly of it. And I knew just because of our, you know, walks with the Lord and like what we had experienced in life together this friend and I that I could trust her you know like Mm -hmm. she's not gonna be like this is a great church and I was like yeah yeah um (laughs) so I was like well yeah I want to come but then what if I don't like it and then is that gonna be awkward to tell my friend your church isn't cool or good or where I need (laughs) which is a little silly to say but it, it it was real it was true um so eventually I did visit and um yeah I was just really blown away by um the the teaching of the word and by um, just the genuine worship that I was led to uh, each and every Sunday I think also I was really curious you know by the people in the pews like are these Mm -hmm. people are they real you know Mm -hmm. like I don't know if I thought everyone was like a cut out 2d version you know (laughs) of like you know and I was like over here waving my arms and um saying, I need re- real people, please, um, yeah. please stand up. But very soon learned um, that this church is um, 
of real people that really love Jesus, but also have real struggles. And um, I could find a home within um, a group of people um, that love Jesus and want to make him known, um, whether it's here in Birmingham and, uh, you know, in the nations, it's everywhere, you know? So, um, yeah, I was just thankful to finally succumb to my friends pressuring (laughs) but um no it was great it was a huge gift and yeah I've been here ever since so when was that like how long ago how long have you been at Redeemer so I have to like think back through like the like the kids in my home group you know how old they are (laughs) so I think um it's been about six years okay um so 2014 that sounds about right um yeah. So, so we came around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, okay. Cool. Um, so some people may know this about you, but just for anyone who doesn't, you are currently on staff at Redeemer. How long have you been on staff? I'm legitimately asking. I remember you coming yes. in, but when was that? So <laughs> it was like a little over a year ago okay. that I came on staff officially. Okay. Um, and what is your role? As I am a missions training coordinator here at uh, Redeemer, I get the opportunity just to walk with members who are wanting to grow um, in their depth of trust and abiding in the Lord in ways in which they can then share the gospel with neighbors or if God is leading them to go to the nations, mm-hmm. like what that could look like. And so I'm hopefully a resource for anyone who wants to know how do you, how do you share the gospel with someone or how do you walk with a non-believer in spiritual conversations Mm -hmm. and um it's kind of funny like all of those things i've just learned myself like through experience because of redeemer providing those to me first oh yeah um in the way in which like i was very much in a christian bubble at one point and i was like wait i like I go to work, I go home, I have my Christian community, but who am I actually sharing the good news with? And um, there, no one was raising their hand, you know, so I wasn't sharing with anyone. Um, And so, yeah, I'm hopefully just a resource to walk with people um, and provide uh, training um, opportunities to be trained and equipped to share the good news. Sweet. Well, so tell me about that. Like y'all's team is phenomenal. I think you've this like team has existed at redeemer for about four years and it's Mm -hmm. been amazing to watch the hearts of people in our community um kind of like you were describing like this light bulb moment of like wait who am i sharing the gospel with and Mm -hmm. i think it's been really cool to see how your team has really brought that to the forefront for our church body um but before you were in the role you were in now you were a teacher Right. Yeah. So walk me through like how how does a teacher all of a sudden come to church staff and spoiler alert, you're leaving church staff because you are imminently going overseas? That's a really good question. That's, that's, that's a lot of change in a little bit of time. That's the million dollar question. <laughs> yeah, like, so what did that look like for yeah. you? I guess like mm-hmm. you're a teacher just kind of going in every day, teaching your kiddos love and life yeah but you're a member of a church what was kind of the initial step that you took or that the lord prompted in you 
to become more missionally minded um, and to want to share the gospel with other people. Yeah, it, that's a can of worms, but I'd love to answer let's it. Open okay, that can. let's open it. Um, pop. So a little of that, it, it, it did open a big can of worms because it started really with a conversation that I had with someone um, revealing, uh, oh, revealing sin um, in my own heart and mm-hmm. distrust in, in the father. And so, oh, so um, that conversation was like <laughs> me being boastful in literally this statement, which you're going to wonder how in the world could you be boastful in such a statement? Mm-hmm. But um, that just exposes my sin and, um, and distrust in the Lord. So I was like, yes, like I would so go overseas if I was married, but mm-hmm. like I, I'm just not going to go if I'm single and spoiler alert, I'm single. So, you know, when this person's hearing this, um, they're just listening graciously, but like I had a reaction. I heard myself for probably the first time with whether I really said it or not, but in my heart, I heard you don't trust the Lord. Mm. Um, if you say you're open-handed with his will for your life, then that is not what you just professed. Um, if you want to follow Jesus, then you're going to need to follow him. And he might ask you to go places that you're not yeah. thinking of, you know, maybe that you're closed off to. Um, and so just really that conversation started like revealing the paralyzing fear that I had obviously like lived in for, I don't know how long, but a while. Um, and, but I would profess to you, I'd say, well, yeah, like my life is his, you know, I follow Jesus, like whatever he wants, you know, blank check, all the things, you know, that Christian's I mean, yeah, we say right. when we're trying, you know, they sound so good. They sound really good. They're like the Sunday school answer. And, um, and I really have had seasons in my life that I was doing those things, yeah. but this was not one of them. Um, so would you, sorry, would mm-hmm. you say the fear, like you said, you were like living in this fear and you don't even know how long, was it the, the fear of like being useful in your singleness is mm. like is that what you're talking about or was it like a that's fear it. of going overseas like what yeah, was this that's fear? a great question um so pretty uh aptly it was the fear of going single mm. um that you know one and all these things that i'm about to say are not true but if you go single, then this is like closing the door that you could ever be married. Oh, if you go okay. single, it's going to be a lot scarier because you're going to be all alone. You know, yeah. like all those lies that oh, and Satan is crafty. Oh, he is. And he he knows exactly how to deceive you. And yeah, um, yeah so I was like listening to a lot of lies and okay. not really um, finding my identity in Christ. And like, if God was to call me, he is good. Right. It was like, he can't be good and call me single because that's not what I want. And I really saw like that. I had tried to try, tried to put God in a box. Um, and he does not, you know, 
he can't fit in that box Mm -hmm. and uh how how do i really want to live like do i want to dictate his will for my life or do i want to trust him for who he says he is and like allow his leading girl Um, that'll preach yeah well (laughs) one more time (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, no i mean but oh that's so hard though and it is scary yeah it is right it's always scary to like go into an unknown season um with the lord yeah but it's also because we're human and we want to know it all but guess what god knows it all and we can yeah rest in that um but a lot of times we don't rest we like do the fight oh fight fight we flight you know so the paralyzing fear was mostly about like the death of what i considered like the one thing i wanted yeah and like i was like if i don't get this then you don't get me overseas yeah you know like that's how it works or that jesus isn't worthy um of of laying down things we desire to go and be used by him in ways that yeah girl i like i hear you and i think um everything you're saying i've experienced in my own life uh maybe not about singleness but i mean even like about children Mm -hmm. like god if you don't give me this like what am i Mm, right or like that's not what i wanted so like are you good um I think, you know, not necessarily even stage of life, but, you know, fill in the blank. There are tons of things that, yeah, we desire um, and we might not see it. And, yeah, almost like kind of bargaining with God. Like, okay, well, if you want me to do this, then give me this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so faulty, but I think, you know, it's so relatable. Um, Yeah. All right, so you say this out loud to a friend, mm, yes. which like plug, that's why confession of sin is so important because even though you didn't know you were confessing in that moment, you heard your words right. and you're like, oh, Ew, I was disgusted. Yeah. Hearing it, <laughs> Still, like I'm saying disgusted. the thing, don't be disgusted. You <laughs> no. were vulnerable and were held accountable, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So you heard your words and you're like, oh man, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't, I didn't like it, but what was so amazing was that, um, you know, I knew, well, I didn't know, but God like really removed that fear. Um, and he did it in such a quick fashion and he doesn't always, I don't know his, you know, (laughs) all of his ways, but when he, did remove that fear so quickly I was like stunned like like what this is not here anymore you know wow like I was wowed um I was um shown more of God's faithfulness and goodness towards me in the way in which he would like take away the fear um and so what that allowed me to do was just to say okay I'm not like now can like now quote called just because this fear has been removed Mm -hmm. but because he removed the fear i was seeing more of his worthiness of of being trusted and so i could say what's my next step like maybe you're calling me to um learn more about sharing my testimony or sharing the gospel and so i did take steps after that um just to 
just to say, okay, I don't really know if you're, you know, still calling me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I didn't think that was like the answer, like all, you know, that one day that I was like, wait, where'd the fear go? Um, (laughs) But at the same time, I knew, okay, I have the faith to walk this next step. And then honestly, like that next step led to more faith being built in my heart and mind towards um, Christ, if he was calling me, then he would equip me and, um, Mm -hmm. he would be with me and all the promises that we have, um, in him, I was just seeing more and more of those, especially as I journeyed for forward. And so I, yeah, just was able to take one step at a time. And, um, and I guess some people might be, I've actually heard people be like, I I don't know if I could do what you did. And I just want to, say there's nothing special about me there's not one thing that has like created this like you shall go you know um situation um the only way that i'm going is because i've like seen god answer prayer i've seen god um show me in his word um i've seen god like provide i've seen him change my heart Mm -hmm. um all these things that have provided the faith to journey forward. And so maybe just remember and don't think that I'm like so inspiring. Like if God was calling anyone to anything, he would, you know, do the same. I think, um, I think that's what's so incredibly cool about you and your story is like, you had been coming to redeemer. You're a faithful member teaching, and just like wham bam yeah like next thing you know right you know yeah so you talked about some of those steps though like what was the initial step or like Mm -hmm. what did those steps look like for you in just kind of discerning what it is that if he was calling you to go overseas like what did those steps look like yeah well let me just talk about the like not steps (laughs) Tell me you know, first things, what not to do. Right? You know, at first I was like, oh, I shall Googles um, all the things about <laughs> missions, you know, and that's not um, helpful because there's a lot out there. But um, what is also not helpful, and I did this, so I just say with humility, it's not helpful to create another box for the Lord to try to fit into or to make him fit into, um, which I totally did. I was like, okay, well. I will teach in an overseas context and that will be what you have called me to do. You know, like I started to try to make, um, again, lessons of life for Lauren. Um, I was trying to make again for, uh, what I wanted Mm -hmm. out of something that God was calling me to do. And so I would say for me, the right steps were to pray, Um, to seek community in um, the ways in which I wanted to like grow. Um, So I joined a cohort at Redeemer and that is a great opportunity to grow in sharing your faith in the gospel and uh, making disciples who make disciples, but yet not alone. You're not doing it alone. And for me, that was a huge um, gift because obviously I was like, hoping that I would not be called because I was like, <laughs> I'm single and I don't want to go, you know? Yeah. And so it would have been so, so easy just to like 
cover yeah. it up and like put it under the rug and then pretend as if, you know, these things hadn't happened. But um, when you are in community, um, like with a team of people and you are reaching out to those who may not know about Jesus, you like have that accountability built in and that created just the momentum to continue doing it to see that it's not something scary like why was I even scared to share my testimony I have no idea you know or how to share the gospel like why would I you know be scared about that but I think in some ways I might have listened to the lie that like I'm not a natural evangelist so therefore I don't have to Mm, do those things someone else is like really gifted at right. this or it's this comes job. easily to mm-hmm. someone else so i'll let them do it right. instead of me right when exactly jesus was quite clear he's very clear We're yes all all called to go forth and mm-hmm. make disciples and to pray towards that end to pray that the lord would give you opportunities and to be seeking those out i think earlier i referred to a christian bubble that i lived in and um and that was like because I didn't really have a lot of people in my life that would profess to not believe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's, there's just a lot of people in Birmingham and a lot of people don't believe. And a lot of people have not ever had the opportunity to hear the real gospel truth, not religion, Mm -hmm. but the gospel. And so, um, yeah, it was just an awakening of sorts. And then I think, too, like maybe hearing um, truths about like where we are in the world as in a way of there's so many people that are unreached or have never had the opportunity to hear about Jesus. And that just like got me fired up because I thought I live here in the South and we so often take everything for, you know, granted, we we take the opportunity to worship in person for granted. We, we take all the offerings of study and like prayer for granted. And I say these things because I am that person too. So, um, hear, hear me in my heart that I'm saying I have taken those things for granted, but yet when I hear that there are people that will live and die and never hear Jesus, Mm -hmm. like literally hear his name, um, that just, yeah, it got me fired up. Like I thought, wait, that's doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem right. Yeah. Like, and um, yeah, it made me wonder like what it would be, um, like would God want to use me um in a way that I couldn't understand or like even desire for myself at that time. Yeah. But um, yeah, what it would look like just to continue to be faithful, um, to grow. And to like trust the Lord in that growth, like even though mm-hmm. I was being like challenged and um, put into situations where I was like, oh, this is not my, you know, my comfort zone. Yeah. And but but letting the growth of the Holy Spirit to like um, allow things to change and for me not to be so intimidated by sharing the gospel or um, living life with people and not knowing like what what if i don't have the answer to their question you know like mm-hmm. feeling all the pressures that are really just self-imposed and not like mm-hmm. jesus isn't like you are the one who has all the answers yeah you know that's not Silly. true so i mean you did the missions cohort um if there is someone um who maybe is 
a little bit like you who are just trying to maybe discern a call, um, are there, I mean, I feel like you've given some really practical advice, but are there other resources? Like you did the missions cohort and you were pretty plugged in within our missions community at church. And I think that's an excellent resource, Mm -hmm. but were there any like books or talks or trainings or anything like that, that you did that you're like, Oh yeah. Like everyone should read this or like, I guess more like not resource as far as yeah. like redeemer, but, or is there any like podcast or book, something like that, that people could read? Yes. I would say, um, I would say so. Yes, there are. I, I will say mm-hmm. the resource of, um, you know, a missions training coordinator is a beautiful opportunity to like allow someone to walk with you yeah okay so like and that's what you're saying right so reach out to someone at redeemer who's a missions training coordinator um just to process with them have them pray with you and over Mm -hmm. you um but there's opportunities like perspectives um and of course like the cohort um and if you're at the place where you like have discerned um enough of like an understanding to be called like and and to potentially go one day the practicum is a great resource because it's a lot of books that you'll be reading and a podcast but um I would say like for me one of the books I read at the very beginning um was uh the insanity of God and Mm. that rocked my world it was great um and then another book i read quite a few years ago is bruce co um it's just a, a biography story of a man who takes the good news to a tribe who's never heard mm. and you know those two books are like two in a million other books right, right? right. but i know that for myself they were really encouraging um but anyone who you know, is interested, I mean, in any way, shape or form, like reading about deeper abiding in Christ um, would be helpful. So there's also a great prayer resource. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think if you're discerning whether you're called or not, prayer has to be part of the work. Oh, for sure. You know, so um, prayercast.com is a huge gift to the world um <laughs> and the traveling team.org is a great resource for stats and information oh. um yeah so i would say there's like great books definitely great podcasts honestly I've, i didn't even think about podcasts because there's so many of them um so holler at me later if yeah. you need those <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like you know we've talked a lot about kind of discerning the call and how you did um but I imagine there are plenty of people who are like yeah zero chance I ever go overseas like zero chance which you know if that's you like oof, be careful I actually told someone last night like be careful what you say because I said that I would never marry anyone from my hometown and look at me now (laughs) been married for eight years to him so watch what you say yeah but um but no I think there are people who are very grounded and rooted in their career their family or whatever it is 
and there probably is a, a greater than not chance that they're not going overseas. Um, what would you say to that person? And, and also like, how can that person still support people like you who are going overseas? Yeah. Um, those are great questions. Okay. So I would just say to, um, that person, first of all, like I say this, um, from personal experience um, and with all humility that I don't know all the answers. But at the same time, I would say, you know, what can we be sure of in life? Like, like what is there to be sure of? And um, if we say we follow Jesus, are we following him or are we asking him to follow us? but I do know that like God is going to call people to be mm-hmm. different places. So don't hear me as saying, please don't hear me to yeah. say, you like know, everyone, everyone is called to go. But, you know, that's where I was. I was saying, oh, no, you're not calling me because you haven't given me marriage. Right. Um, and I wasn't, yeah, wanting to lay down the, you know, like this is teaching is what I do. And it's where I find such great, um, purpose in life. And I wasn't really willing to, honestly, I wasn't willing to ask the Lord. Um, so I would just say, you know, if you've asked the Lord and he's been pretty clear about like, no, your role is in another place at another, in another way, then walk in that, you Mm -hmm. know, walk in that and, and be confident in that because that's where he's answered your prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I was not praying about it because yeah. I was running in fear. You know, I was like, Oh no, we don't talk about this because I'm afraid to hear what you'd say. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so I would just say, you know, the only thing that we can really be sure of is, um, the worth of Christ and the beautiful invitation that we have uh, to join in the work of telling other the good, others the good news. So whether that's like with your neighbor or with the nations, like that's an invitation. Um, mm-hmm. Like the spirit is moving, calling people, bringing salvation to those who've never heard. And so we can either jump in and be a part of that and say, what's our role? Um, or we can try to go the opposite way, I guess, yeah. hopefully not. Um, or we can just stand by like a bystander and just watch, you know, um, watch what the spirit does through other people. Um, so I would say, yeah, there are roles that, um, all believers can play within the good news spreading to all right. people and your role can, can look different at different seasons in your life. But those who go um, are are no better than those who send. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I know that firsthand. I've been to sender before, and I had no idea the impact that I was having on the goer. Like I had no idea. Like I don't know why, yeah. but I thought it was just maybe not as good of a thing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a goer, and I'm like floored by all the senders. Um, yeah, the support that people are willing to give me emotionally and, um, physically and financially, and it is just overwhelming. And I feel like 
we maybe just me, but we can sometimes look at the goer as like the super spiritual, better role. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that there's such beauty in all the roles, yeah. um, whether that's if you welcome someone from another country into your home to share a meal and hopefully, you know, talk about life. Right. You know, like that is beautiful. Like that is just as necessary as those who pray, as those who support, as those who go. And so I guess like in some ways, you know, ask the Lord what it is that he's stirring in your heart to do for um, the good news to be known by all. Right. And, and then walk in it, you know, yeah, walk like confident in it. Prayer, yeah, giving of prayer, time, finances. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we all can play a role in yeah. this great commission for sure. Yes. And those like can't go without those who send, yes. you know, and the work of prayer is the movement, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we sometimes like just downplay that, but like, honestly, that's probably the only thing that we can do because we're praying to God who can do all things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, Yeah. Don't downplay <laughs> what the power God, of prayer. Right. The yeah. power of prayer. Right. Totally. Man. Um, so, I mean, I feel like we've talked a lot about just how you have discerned this call, but now you are coming to a close mm. in your Birmingham yes. chapter, which is so sad. Tear, tear. Mm-hmm. Like, I have such a like love hate with, I mean, mostly love and I'm, it's being obedient to God. <laughs> So like, that's good. Right. But a lot of my people (laughs) come in here, shake some things up and then like go to tell others about Jesus, which is beautiful. But I'm like, I want to hoard you all to myself. (laughs) So I'm mourning you leaving. But um, what what is this season like? Mm -hmm. You're preparing just like documents and all of that stuff to go overseas. What is that like? Um, I guess some just practically, like literally, what are you going to be doing for the yeah. next weeks to months? But um, also like emotionally, mm-hmm. how is it going? Like with this Birmingham chapter coming to an end? Yeah, it's a big one. Um, because I have lived here such a long time. You know, grew up in Huntsville, but like Birmingham is definitely my second home. Yeah, this is where you probably came to get your prom dress or something, right? Right. Uh, Easter dress. Easter dress. 100% at the Galleria. Yeah, for sure. And it was hot stuff. Oh, yeah. I got both of my prom dresses Mm. here. It was, yeah, the place to come. When when you're not from Birmingham. Like the people in Birmingham are like, what? You came here? I'm like, yes. Our movie theater had three theaters. So like we came to the big city of Birmingham to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. That's right. Yes. Yes. It was the big city with all the lights. The big Mm -hmm. city. Um, But yeah, yeah, so you have just been like around Birmingham and now have lived here for a while. So yeah, like. It's kind of a big thing to like mm-hmm. leave. Um, so some of the things practically that I'm doing is uh, basically selling all of my things slash giving away um, things and, ba- you know, hoping that what I have left is only like memorabilia, mm-hmm. keepsake things or the things that I'm taking with me. Yeah. Um, and maybe like a winter coat that needs to stay, <laughs> but yeah. I really don't have like, so like car, all of yes, that is going, right. Car, going. um, 
is going and yeah so that's a big uh, or has been a big thing um, because I'm moving back to Huntsville for some some months um, before I leave officially in the spring and what that looks like is just I'm moving back with my parents and therefore you know don't need to take all these things so mm-hmm. Birmingham was a place of like calling packing moving and um, that has been you know really interesting to see what I think about material possessions Um, and I definitely found great joy in friends you know taking my things because I'm like it lives on it lives on someone else will appreciate it and I know them and yeah yeah. so that was really a sweet gift um, of the Lord that um, yeah provided that opportunity or experience for me instead of just like you know giving it all away and um to people that may or may not like it you know I don't know but um let's see what else so I am also in a season of support raising um for finances to go and Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful opportunity honestly just to share what God's done like this is an opportunity to do the same um but to share what God's done in my life and what you know I hope and pray that he continues to do as he's called me to do a work yeah. uh, overseas. I know it's a lot of work, but I mean, seeing you get a little emotional earlier talking about people who are sending you, I hope it's, I mean, you've said it's a really encouraging time too. just yeah. like seeing people partner with you and yeah. entrust you um, to go. Yeah. And I hope that, like I said, I, I'm sure that it comes with some frustrations or just like, yeah, you know, a number that you need, but I just so hope that, I don't know, that Everyone I've talked to who's ever done support raising is like floored that the Lord shows up. Oh, because hundred percent. Yes, the number can look staggering at times. Right. Yeah. And then inevitably, something happens and people yeah. give and I mean, to go absolute and, strangers. It's yeah. it's God like it's like just watch. Yeah. And I'm going to blow your mind. And Mm -hmm. he does. And he, what's crazy is to think like, why wouldn't I have expected him to do those Mm -hmm. things? You know, I truly believe that he's called me to Mm -hmm. do this. So like, won't he also provide do this? Yeah. 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 Like be there with me. Right. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. Um, for sure. It's been a beautiful process. Like honestly, just to see that's another way that I've seen God's faithfulness is like through provision of finances and support. And, um, yeah, it just, you think, how could it happen? And then you're like, wait, who am I asking this from? You know, it's like, go back to the beginning, you know, who, who is it that you're praying and trusting, um, for these things for, um, and so, some other things that I'll be doing logistically is like I uh, will have two different trainings that I'll go to. Um, those will be great in the way of equipping me for my time overseas. Um, then there's that paperwork you mentioned, lots mm-hmm. of paperwork, kind of just doing the the like, what does it look like to live somewhere else like long term? You just have a lot of things you need to like tie bows on here in the States um, or get to a place where you can do as much or do as little upkeep on those things while you're while you're gone. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of just entering into that season. 
Um, another thing that I'm doing is like trying to process emotionally saying goodbye to Birmingham and to people. Um, I'm not quite ready to say goodbye to the people because well, you're not I'm like, like leaving not on leaving jet, guys. Yes. You're um, not leaving on a jet plane right. quite yet. Yet. We exactly. have a few more months until that happens. Um, so for me, I was like, but it does feel right to say goodbye to Birmingham since I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to live here, um, you know, ever again or for a long time at least. <sighs> and I know, I, like, so then don't say that. How, <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, oh, how do you say goodbye to like Birmingham, man? Well, you eat the food, That's you right. know, and <laughs> you go to a couple of parks just to, you know. So you're hitting work like your, you're like travel itinerary of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So like if someone were to come into Birmingham who'd never been here, those are the places you're going. Right. Like your favorite spots. So of course, like Saul's Soul yes. Kitchen. Yes. I mean, you're going to go there. Um, you're going to go to Blue Pacific. Yes. Um, yeah, you're going to go to Railroad Park and then get a Hero Donut. Yes. So you're going to do those things. And um, what are like fun yeah. send like yeah just eat your way out of Birmingham I mean it's just I can't think of a better way to leave honestly right it, it helps um and of course it's like uh while I'm doing those things I'm not doing them alone I have invited friends yes. um because it's like those are the places in which I have had you know great memories with friends mm-hmm. so it's like Mm-hmm. should end on in the same way as well so that's so fun yeah it's it's fun um and just thankful for you know an opportunity in the spring to like say goodbye to, to people say, like, and goodbyes. be ready yeah because mentally not it doesn't seem like I'm leaving it just mm-hmm. seems like I'm going you know a little further away yeah. um but you are for this next little right season. exactly it's like a see you later yeah and not a goodbye um so as it pertains to actually getting on a plane and flying right out of the good old USA, um, what are you most looking forward to about this next chapter? And what are you like a little nervous about? Mm. Oh, yeah. Excited to like meet new people, um, like learn new culture mm-hmm. and that's exciting to me um to like see new places and yeah I think it's interesting because all of those things are also potentially what I'm also nervous, nervous about, about. <laughs> um but it's mostly like the nervous is specifically like uh you know, leaving the people that I do love, you know, mm-hmm. so much, um, like my parents and my sister and friends, of course. And, um, so I'm nervous about leaving them and, uh, nervous about learning to drive in a new place. Oh, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. Cause learning traffic is real. Yeah. You know? And so driving, and you'll be with a team. So it's not yeah. like you're like flying somewhere and just like, all right, good luck. Right, like, right. So you'll yes. be with a team. With a team. Have any of them been there before? Yes. Okay, so they, they someone mm-hmm. could like help you show, show you the ropes. And right, stuff. yes. Okay. It, that's what I'm hoping yeah. for. <laughs> you're like, please. Yes, yeah. <laughs> please help. <laughs> um, yeah, so nervous about learning a language. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I'll do that my first year in country. And, you know, I'm like, is it how old is too old? You know what I mean? But uh, again, I go back to like remembering the Lord, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and who he is. And so it's like, oh, okay. I mean, it's going to be a challenge. I don't think it's going to be easy just because. It but, rarely is, but he's called you to it. Right. So I'll be faithful to right be there with you through yes, it. Yes, exactly. And um, yeah, so kind of like can lay down the fear factor of like, what if I don't learn it as fast as so and so or whatever? Um, yeah, I can just trust in his process of refining me through it, you know, and um, hopeful that I'll be able to speak. So therefore, be able to share. Yeah, you know the good news. So yeah, so those are things I'm excited about but yeah also nervous yeah yeah well I just can't wait put me on your email newsletter so for anyone (laughs) who is listening who is like oh my gosh I just loved this conversation so much I love (laughs) her so much Mm. are is there a way that they can like reach out to maybe get your email newsletter or are you doing that? I'm assuming you're doing that. Yes, like, I am. Every person I know who right. goes overseas sends an email <laughs> newsletter, which I love. I actually read them. Yes. Um, <laughs> so could they just reach out to someone in missions at Redeemer? Yes, they and, sure to could. To get your information. Yeah. Okay. Yep, they could. Sweet. Um, yeah, well, first I would say thank you so much for you know <laughs> thinking out. I'm worthy for you to read my newsletter I could um, listen to you like all day so <laughs> oh, gosh <sighs> well wow, really that's could. sweet um but yeah I'll have a newsletter and um yeah prayer would be great like mm-hmm. you know if if ever you hear of someone who is going or considering going or on the field like prayer is great I think also just you know asking um and caring like it's okay that you know your lives look very different. Um, potentially like you think, Oh, I don't know what to ask that person. Um, I would just ask, you know, any, any question, you know, just show that you're interested and, um, you know, that would be great. Like not to kind of forget them as in like they've left or they've, you know, gone, like still Um, reaching out. Yeah. Still reaching out, just showing like that you care and that you have been praying or communicating would be, Yeah, a huge gift to someone who feels like disconnected mm-hmm. or could potentially could feel, potentially yeah. So, how long are you committing for? Yeah, so great question. Um, so through this team and um, through the process of interviewing, uh, is more like, you know, do you what do you feel the Lord has called you in the way okay. of time, um, and from the get-go for me like besides like me trying to put God in a short-term box um (laughs) when I finally got past that again um I realized like this this was like a long-term situation Mm -hmm. we're talking about and he definitely can call you know someone to short-term or mid-term um or even long-term but like going long-term does require you know a lot more logistical things and a lot more like I you know I need to really consider like going long term what that looks like and um at least I think it does so I just say that I'll (laughs) 
I don't know. Um, so for me, like, I, I just kind of knew I was like, I'm considering going as long as the Lord is willing to use so me in that, that way. that timeline is open-handed. Yeah, that it's time. It's not like you signed a contract for a year or something. That's like, right. I finally got it. I'm not putting God in a box. I mean, it's go. okay if he says go Good for time. two years, yeah. right? But he didn't tell me that. Yeah. And um, instead, he's like calling me to share with the uh, unreached peoples of the world. So therefore, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he calls me to do something different in 10 years, then hopefully I'll be obedient to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, But if he continues to um, show me to stay where I am and do what I'm doing, then I'm willing to do that. So that's kind of a a long-winded answer, of course, about like timeline um, or how long I'm going to go for. Maybe you know the answer. This is me, like, firing like my questions <laughs> um do you get to like come back to visit yes that's a great question yes I'll be um able to visit for the first two years I'll stay in mm-hmm. country like it's great to stay learn the language and then start to use it without mm-hmm. like without a distraction. like jumping back and forth Being like yeah. oh look at look at America it's so yeah. easy I want to stay you know yeah. um so for two years I'll stay and then I'll be able to come back for like a furlough or a season okay. um and then I would assume in some way shape or form that's going to be pretty regular mm-hmm. um so Can yeah I'll be visit you oh yes please okay. and thank you come and visit well, I didn't I mean I figured like your family and stuff would yeah. maybe get to fly over maybe I don't know I just don't right. know how all of that works I'm yeah. sure it probably varies country to country but um yeah I didn't know yeah for sure this is like can... the practical minded no. person mm. asking someone going overseas I love like, it how yeah. does this actually work um, yeah people can visit come so on. will you like <laughs> rent an apartment or something yeah I'll okay. rent um an apartment uh and right now in my mind like I don't kn- know exactly what they look like but mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to be more of a high-rise situation mm-hmm. um just because of the context of where I'll be going yeah. and um but yeah it should be more of an apartment situation and not like a house yeah. um so it's good because then I, I don't have much stuff to yeah. fill up. I can't wait. <laughs> <up> to, house. <laughs> I just can't wait to like get your newsletter and hear what's going on. It's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be so so fun. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Well, for real, thank you so much for mm-hmm. sharing um, and sharing vulnerably about kind of you discerning and the years of discerning God's call and now obediently walking. I. Um, you know, I think even for someone who, at least right now, is not looking to go overseas, like it was just incredibly um, enlightening and like, I don't know the right word, like, I just feel, I just feel encouraged um, because even if it's not going overseas, like the Lord's calling me to something, you mm-hmm. know, and so like, yes. how do I just like cast out the fear, um, which is so prevalent. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um Thank you so much, and I'm just I'm just so ecstatic to see how the Lord uses you overseas. It's going to be really great. Thank yep. you. Thanks for this time and opportunity to share.